Welcome to the Alpine Psalmist Podcast. I'm your host, Torre, and I hope you're enjoying your summer. You know, I've been getting outside, climbing a bit here and there, enjoying the outdoors, being with my family, going on trips, and I hope you folks out there are having a great one. Just wanted to let you know I'm going to continue um, on our journey through Matthew chapter 24 and the Olivet Discourse. And we are discussing the last days. Are we living in the last days? But I just wanted to give you a heads up that I'm also going to be do some, doing something a little different in my podcast every month. I'm gonna also going to be doing a short word, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes, something that I've been reading in scripture or something that I feel inspired me. And I want to share something with you ladies and gents out there that I was thinking about. Have you ever had a dream or a thought or something that just stuck with you so much that you just couldn't get it out of your head? Um, and, and I think sometimes those impressions can be from God. And I want to share a dream that I had a couple months ago. I was sleeping and in my dream, I was looking at a scene where it was very dark, very black, and there was a lady that was running. She, I don't remember what exactly she looked like. She looked like she was in her, you know, late 50s maybe, possibly early 60s. I couldn't really tell, but she had her shawl on like she was from the Middle East and she was running and behind her was this billowing smoke, pillars of fire. And as she was running towards me, she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. And the smoke and the fire was rising up. And I immediately woke up right away after that dream. And it really just caught my attention. And immediately when I woke up, a particular passage came to mind, and that was Luke chapter 17, verse 32, where Jesus says to the disciples to remember Lot's wife. And that just really stuck out to me. And in case you haven't read that particular passage, Jesus is speaking to his disciples concerning the last days. And he compares them to the days of Noah and the days of Lot in Luke chapter 17. And he says that they were eating and drinking and, and buying and selling and planting and building. And those aren't bad things. We're, we're command, you know, we, we're, we are to bloom where we are planted. But Jesus says this in Matthew. And let me, let me just uh, back up and, and read the passage for you. Luke chapter 17, verse 20 through 32. It says, Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But that same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And that day he which shall be upon the house step, and his stuff is in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. 
Remember Lot's wife. Luke chapter 17, verse 28 through 32. So Jesus is talking about his coming and the last days being akin to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And that passage just stuck out to me because of this dream that came to me. And I believe that it was a dream from God as a warning um, to remember Lot's wife. And I want to share it with you. And I don't know if you remember the story of Lot in the book of Genesis, but Jesus is referencing the story of Lot, who is the nephew of Abraham. And we see this in Genesis chapter 19 and preceding chapters, and I'm not going to read it for you. I would encourage you to go back and read it yourself. But essentially what happens in Genesis is that God shares with Abraham that he is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of its wickedness, because of its pride. And there are many reasons why he was going to destroy it. And we see in Sodom that there was a perversion of justice, not just the immorality, but there was no justice. There was pride. There was no desire for the things of God. And so God is going to destroy Sodom. And Abraham is pleading with God, you know, and he's asking God, are are you going to destroy it if there's 40 people, 30 people? And God says, no, I won't destroy it if there's you know, 40 people. I won't destroy it if there's 30 people. But then Abraham realizes is that there there are not many righteous people in Sodom. In fact, the only righteous people in Sodom left is Lot and his family, which is Abraham's nephew. That is how wicked the city has become. That is how much depravity had become of Sodom and Gomorrah. And so because of God's grace, because of God's mercy, God sends his angels to warn Lot, his wife, and his family of the impending doom that is coming to Sodom and Gomorrah. And we see that at first Lot is a bit taken aback. So keep in mind that Lot Lot is a very wealthy man, just like Abraham. And there's nothing wrong with, with wealth, but, but Lot had quite a bit of esteem in Sodom. And so some commentators point out that not only was Lot well-respected, but he had a lot of wealth, a lot of connections in the city. He was well-liked. His, his wife probably had great friendships there, great connections, was part of the higher elite and social class. And so so Lot is well-respected. And we see Lot, when he's told by the angels that the city is going to be destroyed, he tells his son-in-laws, but they don't even believe him. They mock him. They laugh at him because they're not taking the coming judgment serious that God had given Lot. And it reminds me of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3-5, through where the Bible says that in the last days, scoffers will come and they will say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation, for they were willfully ignorant. And we see that Lot's son-in-laws don't even listen to him. And so... 
the crazy thing about this whole story in Genesis chapter 19 is that the angels come in person. Two angels come, in fact, the Bible tells us. And they're, they're coming to get Lot out of the city because destruction is coming. And to show how depraved, how wicked the people of Sodom and Gomorrah are, the Bible says that all of the men of the city, both young and old, come out and want to rape the angels that have come to Lot's house. I mean, imagine how sick a society has to be that not only do the old people participate in the depravity, but the young men do as well. And we're told this in Genesis chapter 19, that they want to have sex with the angelic beings. And so Lot pleads with them, don't do this. It's evil. It's wicked. And what we see is, is the angels actually blind the men of the city. And they tell them, you know what, to Lot and his family, let's go now. You don't have time to pack. We get out of here. And they grab Lot and his wife and his two daughters and they run for it. And the angels warn Lot and his family. The angels say, do not look back. And they were very stern in their warning. Don't look back and flee to the mountains. Well, we see that as Lot is fleeing, that Lot's wife, as they are in the plain, looks back. And the Bible tells us that she is instantly turned into a pillar of salt. And in Genesis chapter 19, verses 26, it says, we see that Lot's wife looked back. She turns into a pillar of salt because she did not obey the command of the angels. And the next morning, Lot's uncle, Abraham, looks down on the cities and he sees pillars of smoke rising from the city, just as the Lord told Abraham he would do. You know, it's interesting, this story, because I was reading a article, well, I read a couple articles um, that I saw in the Smithsonian Magazine, and I believe it was in Scientific America, and I will try to link it in this podcast but archaeologists and scientists believe that a comet or meteorite exploded directly over a city in this area that the Bible says Sodom and Gomorrah were located. In fact, researchers found shocked quartz, which is consistent with a high-intensity meteorite blast and it metal, it melted the metal and it turned much of the sand into glass in that area, if I recall. And they believe that a comet came down and had an airburst over the city. It was a comet or meteorite, an airburst of approximately 2.5 miles above the city. Now, keep in mind, these are secular researchers, archaeologists, scientists. This was in the Smithsonian. This is published research work um, in Scientific America, Smithsonian Magazine. And it's interesting because they attribute this event to a natural phenomena from space. And I think it's interesting because the Bible says this did happen. I believe this corroborates the biblical account of what happened. Now, did God use a 
celestial event to bring his judgment? Possibly. Perhaps he used a meteorite or comet. I don't know. But the Bible tells us what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. And secular science, archaeologists, point to the fact that this event did indeed happen in the ancient Near East, which is known today as the Levant. And that is one of the things I love about the Bible because I believe that it's obvious that the Bible is history. It's his story. It's God's story of his redemptive plan for man. And so he does leave clues, I believe, in the archaeological record, in the historical record of events that did happen. And so um, I just think it's interesting that this was noted in the Smithsonian and Scientific America. And so it, it gets me back to the words of Jesus when he makes reference to Genesis chapter 19 and this story of Lot. He says to remember Lot's wife. And so I was just thinking about this and I think there are lessons for us today. I just wanna share with it, share it with you. Um, God obviously tells Abraham what he's about to do. He warns him what it's going to happen to those who remain in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah if they don't repent. And so as I read the scripture, I was thinking of how this applies to us regardless of whether we live in the last days or not. And I think one of the big takeaways from this is that Lot's wife was attached to Sodom and Gomorrah. She looked back with a longing for the things of the past. Some commentators say that she looked back with a lingering, almost like she didn't want to leave because she wanted to hold on to it so bad. And Lot was a wealthy man. He had a lot to lose. He had a strong social circle. His family had a strong social circle in Sodom. And I would imagine they were attached to their belongings, to their status in society, um, to their neighbors. And perhaps Lot's wife had a hard time giving that up. That's why she looked back. And let me tell you, my friends, as followers of Christ, we have to let go of the baggage of the past. Maybe it's time for you to let go of a relationship that's been holding you back from knowing Jesus more intimately. Some of you out there who are listening to this are single today and or you're not married and you're in a dating relationship and you're with someone that doesn't honor and put Christ first. And perhaps the Lord is saying, you know, I want you to, to leave that relationship behind because it's pulling you away from me. Maybe that's you today. Maybe it's time for you to let go of a past sinful hurt, bitterness, unforgiveness. Perhaps someone did you wrong and it's time to just stop rehashing the past. And, and maybe you don't talk to that person anymore and that's okay. But maybe it's time to just stop thinking about the past and let go of the unforgiveness, the bitterness, and find freedom that can only be found in Christ. He's asking you to lay that down. Constantly rehashing the what ifs, maybe if I did this differently, maybe if I, you know, you know, 
chose a different career or married someone different or constantly living in the what ifs just is not healthy and God is asking us to let those things go because it can prevent you from living in the here and now and in the fullness of the joy that Christ has for your life. Maybe God is asking you to let go of a certain career path that's not honoring to him. Or maybe he's asking you to even let go of something that some people call good. Maybe it's a ministry position. Maybe you're supposed to relinquish it up so that someone else can take up that mantle so you can move on to something new. Maybe there's a new season that God has for your life. I don't know what that is. But I do know that God does not want us to hold on too tightly to the things of this world if it's preventing us from being in deeper intimacy and relationship and holiness with him. And when Jesus speaks of us remembering, reminding his disciples to remember Lot's wife as he's thinking of the last days, and perhaps we are in the last days, I think one of the biggest hindrances to people living in the last days is the desire to hold on to the past. Jesus says they will be eating, drinking, marrying, doing business as usual, and there's nothing wrong with those things. But when they become our only priority and focus and we don't put God first, we lose focus on what is most important. And so if we're lingering, if we're looking back, if we're always asking, what if I did this differently? We'll look back and we won't be able to press forward to a better place that God is calling us for and to. And so to conclude this short little message, when Jesus says, remember Lot's wife, he is imploring us not to look back to the past but to look forward to the promises and the fullness and the joy that Jesus has and his calling for us and the future he has for us, which is better and greater than anything we can imagine in this life. And so in the days ahead, don't look back, my friends. Me too, I can't look back to the past, but keep looking forward to what God has in the future for you and for those around you. And I believe wherever you're going through right now, that God is going to pull you through just like he pulled Lot out. And he has something even greater for us because he died on the cross for our sins, sacrificed his son for our iniquities. And he's building a heavenly place that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. And it's gonna be amazing. So in these dark days ahead, I would encourage you to press forward and to not look back. I'm the Alpine Psalmist, Ture. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless and have a great week.